Hi folks, this is Alan Watt. It is November the 24th, 2006. And at the beginning, I someone's uh, emailed me and reminded me to tell the people that I have uh, books for sale and CDs, CDs of ancient history and religions, the, the, how they started up and how they manipulated the public and how well organized they were for the job at hand. I also have uh, DVDs for sale as well, the Reality Check 1 and 2, which um, I'm certainly getting around. And there's lots of information in it. And I'm trying to show the people the real world they're living in, not, not the one that's been indoctrinated into them by, by media, osmosis, and education, but the real world that exists. The, the, the sh outside the sheepfold, because we are in a sheep pen, we've been kept there and uh, fed, you might say, by the good shepherds who always seem to be up here somehow, uh, these special people who come down from different uh, birth canals and the rest of us and are given a, almost a holy status, but it's, it's, it's really a media image to build them up into these, these fatherly figures. You know. Old techniques, but using modern technology uh, is very effective. So I cut through this on in the, the DVDs that I have for sale. So check out the site, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Uh, other people now have mentioned in emails that they notice that a few days after I talk about something, the authorized biggies up there have guests on talking about the same subject. Well, that's not surprising. Because, see, I'm unauthorized. I don't have handlers handling me. I don't have the backing uh, that they have, too. And for the reason we're in such a mess is because all down through time, but mainly, or most, mostly, uh, definitely, uh, more of um, the indoctrination technique has been used since the 1800s onwards. And uh, the public are given their leaders simple as that. All sides of everything are given leaders, and often the leaders are groomed in advance before movements are even started. Uh, they don't want to take the chance that a true grassroots movement might pop up and with its own leader. So they, they gave us the leaders, and that's why we're always left in the lurch at the last minute before we go on to the next stage of this agenda, this worldwide agenda. We were treated as the profane, those in the darkness, by those in the light, supposedly. I don't know if they're in the light, but there sure is a, an awful smell of sulfur. Tonight, I was going to continue with the movie industry, because the movie industry, as I said last night, is there to indoctrinate you into possibilities which you swallow as possibilities, and then they actually come out in reality. This technique has been used very effectively since the BBC, in fact, first started up as a radio station for World War I, and they used plays and dramas in, in serials, serial form, so that you should tune in every day to get the next part of the exciting story. And it always made sure that it was a a cliffhanger at the end of the hour 
And then, sure enough, everyone tuned in in the next the next day at the right time to get the next part of the story. But in amongst the drama, they were having they were getting propaganda to do with World War One and why the young guys should join up and and, and how much they'd be respected by the, the women and uh, they'd be heroes. And the you know this is how that the technique is, is used upon the young people's minds. That's why they don't use older guys in the military, except for generals and so on. Young young guys think they're immortal. They want because of the tribal instinct within them. They want to be a hero. They want to stand out and, and save the tribe. That's what sports are portraying too. And uh, the young people don't think they'll die. They think they're indestructible. Death is a, a far-off thing for other people, but not for them. So the BBC used this technique to the full in World War One, and even had dramas out for the women, and coaxed them to wear a white feather in their hat if their boyfriend or fiancé wouldn't join the army. And they'd wear that in the streets to let all the public and their neighbours know that their <coughs> boyfriend was a, a coward, you see. Joe Public thinks he's being entertained uh, by just people in the business who are there just for business reasons and who give you what you want, which is entertainment. But no, as I said last night, they've had international meetings on the culture industry. They still do every year, by the way, in early September. The, the international censorship committees of all the countries, which you think is there to to decide how much or, or you should be you know protected from from uh, garbage or filth or whatever is your thing. You think why would they have an international meeting? Well, to see if the public to come to consensus to see if the public worldwide are ready for the next step of the agenda. And that's why you're seeing specific types of comedies. You're seeing all sexual variations, sexual uh, typing, uh, subtypes, intertypes, and all kinds of types, you might say. This is no accident. This is all planned this way. And every year, they, they push the envelope, as they say, to the next step, to the next step. And I said years ago, years ago, that eventually you would see live sex eventually take place, even in comedy shows, and it would, it would get to be routine. Every year the censorship committees debate if, if the polls that they've taken and all the studies they've done on the general public show that they're ready for the next step. That's, what, that's how it's done. To bring in a totally new world order, and I mean totally new world order, you must create chaos. All that was must be leveled, destroyed, to bring in the new. This is the high Masonic tradition. So all that was is destroyed to bring in the new, or that which might be, as they say. And getting back to the, the usual people who do the, the rounds of what they call the, the Patriot Network. Now, the Patriot Network remember it's also a business, it's always been a business, big business, long before 9-11. And a Toronto Star article quite a few years ago explained that the CIA set up the shortwave 
for broadcasting, public broadcasting, back in the 60s or 50s even, with the intent of using uh, selected Christians as a front against communism. So their propaganda would counter communism. That was supposedly the idea. Personally, I'm a bit doubtful if, this, if the CIA ever let go of their hold on these particular programs. Now, in, in with them, this programming, they're, they're always selling what I call panic items and heavily funded by the gold and silver industry. Now, there's very few outlets for these people to sell their products in today's happy-go-lucky society where everybody's, well, you know where they are. The last thing on their mind is gold and silver. So the only medium they can have is to present themselves on radio and push it there with an audience who are always on the verge of panic. And often some of these shows under the guise of patriotism are actually one-hour or two-hour advertisements. The technique is where they, they hype them up about the coming collapse of the economy. That has been going on for 40 years now, this sort of stuff for the same people. And at near, near the end of the hour, once they've got their, their audience petrified, they come for, forth with the, the answer, which is to buy their gold and silver. And there's a whole bunch of other products. And unfortunately, the, the, the counter-health industry, which is owned by the same ones that own the other side of the health industry, <clears throat> are, are selling all kinds of junk and gizmos to people who are sick and who are so desperate they'll try anything. Uh, so you'll find all of these products and this whole wrapped up in the patriot business. And the other part of the patriot business is really an American Thing. It was designed specifically for America. This is psychopolitics, a, a, a science known a long, long time ago, that you, you give a type of culture and superimpose it with a, a dominant religion, generally. And then you manipulate the religion and the people towards a definite goal, an outcome. And that's why the U.S. was given more of a dose of uh, and heavily financed to, to get the messages across to the people, but a massive dose of religion. And, and it was really a form of, it was Schofield, really. Schofield brought up the Schofield Bible, and he was paid by Rothschilds to do it. And he made a few alterations there to try to boost up revelations to make the public think that that which was to happen in the next hundred years was planned, it was all planned by God. And it's amazing how it's worked on the minds of, of the public. Uh, tremendous indoctrinations uh, repeated over and over and over by countless uh, front Christian people on the Patriot Network, uh, generally calling themselves right-wing. Other ones are British Israel under many different guises. They're British Israel. But always pushing the same products, the same hype, and, and then terrifying the listeners and then telling them, don't worry, it's God's will. You know, God's in control. After they've just scared the bejesus out of you. And the U.S., under psychopolitics, was decided long ago they would use religion to, to make them go along 
with this New World Order agenda. And it certainly has done the trick with a lot of people. Now, having said all that, uh, where was I going with it? Oh, yeah. It was because on the Patriot Network, often after I've said something, uh, the well-known people who do the rounds of the networks are suddenly all over the airwaves, repeating what I've said, and then spinning it back off into revelations or it's God's will and so on. So that's, again, how you counter intelligence. You counter it by using the same information, attaching aliens, reptiles, or God to it, and, and you spin it off. That's counterintelligence. Now that I've said all that, I'll get back to part two of movies, specific movies to watch that have predictive programming in them. That which you see in a movie form becomes acceptable subconsciously so that when it comes in reality, you don't react to it. You're, you're familiarized with the idea and in the movie, of course, it's always presented as a necessity. And in other words, all the, all the bugs have been ironed out subconsciously in your mind for you. It's been downloaded into you, the whole, the whole idea and why it's done. So this is Hollywood. so much in love with life happy in every way but love the movie began with somehow got lost in the play like a fire burning out of control you got caught up in the actor's role And you cried on my shoulder When it came to an end But that's all in the movies It won't happen to you and I That's all in the So baby, don't cry. The CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, which is a, a, a sort of royal shell company, a shell company is a, a strange company that's attached to the government in British Commonwealth countries and in Britain. It's a duplicate, really, of the, the BBC. It's paid for by tax money, um, to get into it, you probably have to get climb the ladder through the degrees and jump through hoops and have be well-connected in the families because they don't want, again, grassroots getting into uh, media and, and getting a voice out to the people. They, they keep it self-contained with, with all of its, its programming. That's why it's called programming. You're programmed by it. But they put out some good stuff as well almost legality, and, and they did a series earlier this year which is worthwhile trying to get a hold of because it shows you the entertainment industry and the debauchery that they created in certain countries 
just prior to World War Two, starting in the, in the Depression and, and going on from there. In the Depression, they could they could hire so many people in poverty and put them on the stage, mainly women, and uh, it, it was amazing what they were, they were doing and performing in, in the cities across Europe, especially. So the series is called Sin Cities, and they go through, uh, I think it was Shanghai was one. It's all European people involved in the setting up of the industry there. At Berlin, Berlin was a basket case because they were paying so much, or, or Germany was paying so much in retribution money to the countries, the victors of World War One. That they were, they couldn't get up and, and on their feet, and it was so easy to hire people to go on stage, like the Hoofers, is the the common Hollywood, the, the dancing girls that they had in the U.S. Well, the whole idea of the dancing girls and uh, on stage, hundreds of them, with very little on, uh, actually came from the same guys who skipped out of Germany just before World War Two because they were doing it there with hundreds of girls, only they had them start naked, and they really degraded them. And the same producers left Germany and scampered off to Hollywood, and it's in this series called Sin Cities, well worth seeing if you can get a hold of them. Another one is called Hollywoodism, CBC again, taxpayer-funded, where main producers in Hollywood discuss openly the fact that they gave modern America, their culture. They gave it to them. In fact, what they say is before they came, America had no culture. That's in the documentary. You hear it from two or three different main top producers, well-known producers. Hollywoodism. It's interesting, even in the old culture, you know, when you look at cinema, cinema, and you understand the high occultic techniques of the use of letters, words, numbers, and so on. And if you just use the spoken word in reverse cinema, you have Ammon is Ammon, the god Ammon. And that is no coincidence. George Orwell did a, a fantastic job with his book 1984, the title being chosen by the publisher. He wanted to call it The Last Man. And in the actual book, it says, when Winston, the character, is being tortured by O'Brien, O'Brien asks him why. He keeps saying that the people will win, and Winston says, because we have to. And Brian says, well, why do you personally think that? He says, why do you think you have rights? He says, because I'm a man. And Brian says, well, if you're a man, Winston, you're the last man, meaning the last one of his type, a thinker, one who saw through the indoctrination. He was well aware that the intent was to eradicate the thinkers. And that isn't new. The communists did the same thing. Once they get in power, they... They round up all those that they use to get into power, the intellectuals, and kill them. And it wasn't just 
the, the communists who did that. Britain was very good at that too for all the countries they got into and, and stole from over the centuries. And not just Britain either. Uh, it's, it's been an ongoing thing with the main characters down through history that, that are called the Great or whatever behind their name. These are part of the secret societies. You look at uh, Alexander the Great's lifestyle and who taught him, who was his personal tutor. And Aristotle was sent to be his personal tutor. Alexander himself declared himself a god. This is an ancient religion. It's still here, still on the go. So 1984 is well worth trying to get a hold of the British version with uh, John Hurt well worth looking at and Richard Burton Richard Burton plays O'Brien they managed to cram quite a lot of the book in the movie and you get the feeling from the movie of of what Orwell was trying to get across and Orwell knew because he'd been trained to work for this establishment and he was an ardent supporter of it till he found out that all of the sides, even the ones that he'd been fighting against, were all controlled by the same capstone. The British version was put out in 1984 to commemorate the book. Another one to look at is Fahrenheit 451. It's an older movie as well. And old is not bad. We've all been trained that, that new is good, new is good. Change is good, new is good. But so much of reality is shown in older movies. In Fahrenheit 451, it's a type of future where the firemen don't stop fires. They don't have to because all houses are by law fireproofed. They don't burn. The firemen go out and they burn people who have stored up and hidden books because it's forbidden to read books. Books cause dissension between people. So that's really a, a, a terrorist act to, to read books. Well worth seeing too. Lots of little statements, little quips in there which uh, penetrate. A fairly recent movie is called The Others. The Others I recommend to show how Plato's cave works. Now, Plato talks about how a reality is given to people. And he used the analogy of a cave, where those born into this cave and brought up in the cave, never outside the cave, and always looking towards the back of the cave, how they would view the world, what, that was their world. That was all of their world. And sure enough, they'd have a whole philosophy, uh, a type of religion, a reality based around what they observed. And as the sun passed the mouth of the cave and, and people even outside would walk past it, shadows would form on the back of the cave and they'd have reasons for this. They would discuss the reasons and it would all seem perfectly rational to them. But they never could turn around and look to the mouth of the cave. They were looking always towards the back. 
So anything out of the ordinary that happened, they'd have to fit it into their paradigm, their existing understanding of their reality. And they'd squash it in if, if need be and stamp on it to get it in. A good example of how to create realities for people. He used the cave. In the movie The Others, similar to the movie Sixth Sense, they both have a bit of this in it, but in The Others, you'll find the main character, the woman, has to relate all the things that are happening around her into her existing paradigm and how she was to extraordinary lengths, no matter what she's experiencing, to, to make it fit in to what she sees as her logical pattern, her understanding, until she has to face a truth. And this is how the, the system actually does work with people who are born into a system, and like all mammals, they look towards the parents for warnings of what they should be, be aware of. Now, if the parents have already been indoctrinated, and remember, all you have to do is indoctrinate the first generation, you have a new normalcy, a new normal. If they don't know to tell that the children, the children will never question the things around them. They'll think everything is quite natural. They've just evolved to where we are today, and everything that they use, and are told to use, including money and so on, is all quite natural. And they're told what to talk about, what not to talk about, what's correct, what's not correct. Now, how can you be free if you cannot discuss anything or even ask a question out of curiosity? That's not freedom. That's legal tyranny. So check out the others and Sixth Sense because they do show see this, this type of Plato, Plato's cave A very telling movie, Predictor Programming, again, with a bit of a warning, was Gattaca. G-A-T-T-I-C-A. Which revolves around a character in the near future where there are two classes of people. You have those who have been born or created the ordinary way and those who have been genetically modified, supposedly to eliminate, and this is what we're hearing already and have been for a few years, they want to eliminate all possibilities of any defects in a child. So if you were prone, say, or if they claim you are prone to even an allergy or asthma or whatever, um, they could stop you from being born. We already have murmurings of this at the moment from this pseudo-scientific political elite. And in Gattaca, you have the class system where those who've been modified get all the jobs, the superior jobs, a new type of class distinction. Uh, and it's, it's very telling, again, the movie. It's, it's predictive programming because they know what's coming, and it is coming. It's only a part we step with the total uh, cloning, purpose-made clones. ID is a good play on idea. 
the big idea of Freemasonry is used in many different ways. And you have ID, your identification. And ID also means intelligent design. And that's what they're working towards, an intelligent design which would be more efficient to serve the elite than you or I. One of the older movies that showed us a sort of world police state, or even definitely an American police state, with high-tech weaponry to use against the public. And it came out at a time when Joe Public was scratching his head, saying, why is this being shown now? Well, the big boys knew what was coming down the road in 20, 30 years. It's called Blue Thunder, with the high-tech helicopters able to see through your walls and, and watch you and listen to you as well and uh, armed to the teeth of course with the high tech weaponry we've all been conditioned to where we are today through all of these movies that most people have forgotten about but they've seen bits and pieces here and there but even though they've forgotten consciously most of the story subconsciously the main parts have been downloaded into them and that's why they've accepted the step-by-step -step process to totalitarianism so easily. They've been programmed to do so. The ancients knew that people had an infinite appetite for entertainment. And they supplied it to the people with drama. There's never been a time in history where so much has churned out from the same sources to the entire planet as today. And people can't get enough. They can't get enough. I've seen people come out of video stores with a stack that their weekend specials, they must watch TV 24 hours a day for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And I'll guarantee you they'll remember very little of that consciously. But these are the most placid uh, system-orientated people you'll ever meet because they've been totally programmed subconsciously. They don't question anything that happens or comes along or is made law or, or anything else. They've been programmed. They're, they're, what can you say? A very interesting movie to do, again, in allegorical form, they show it one way in the movie, but it's allegory in a sense, a reality in another, is Dark City. Which even brings in a very old theme to do with genetic history, where genes themselves have a certain history to them and, and are, are mem a memory, you might say and how they can be manipulated and put into other people to give you someone else's memory, someone else's reality. Uh, whatever we see in these movies, whatever they talk about in natural science uh, magazines is old stuff. Whatever they say they're working on is old stuff, because that's level one reality. Anything that the public's allowed to know is technically obsolete even when they say on level one that they're, they're just working on this thing right now. That's really obsolete. We're kept in the past always.
the 2001 movie From Hell is an excellent movie to watch based around the declassified information that was kept secret for a hundred years by Scotland Yard on Jack the Ripper with the conclusions and all the evidence pointing to the fact that the Queen's the, the, the royal surgeon was the, the very high Freemason of the Templar Lodge who did the killings and it tells you why it had to be done I know too that uh, the person who first came out with this information uh, was killed in it with a hit and run accident I believe it was in Britain some years back but information in it is true and the names are the real names that they use of the people involved and for the first time it will make sense to you it also shows you the Masonic, the high Masonic connection and all of this where see if you want secrecy in a system and Peter Wright who worked for MI5 brought this out in his book Spycatcher he said he said that they're all told in those organizations to join Freemasonry because they swear to defend a brother Mason against all odds be he right or wrong it's the only way you can have this kind of secrecy kept from the public where men literally will lie on the stand to save each other and they do this all the time that's why they all join masonry and police join masonry and the judges are mason so check out that movie from hell well we're seeing probably the first movie to even show you um, parts of the rituals involved in Freemasonry in a movie version Days of the Condor was made or oh, had to be back in the 1970s early 70s with Mike, Michael Redford and in the movie they show you how the CIA go through potential future strategies they play out these games to see if they'd ever which they may have to use one day to see if they could take over oil wells across the Middle East and they even had the strategies laid down as to what they'd tell the public why they'd, why they'd have to go in there they'd have to make events happen to authorize themselves to go in to take over the oil fields uh, it's not that people in Hollywood have a terrific imagination or the writers who write for Hollywood is because they, they know they're, they're connected they're relatives in amongst the CIA these, these kind of war games and strategies and possibility games go on all the time they have a a game for every scenario basically worked out in advance and at least on computer all the bugs are ironed out and they have backup plans and plan A, B, C, D, E and so on nothing really changes in this system uh, one thing it's always the same as the secrecy incredible secrecy incredible propaganda to cover the secrecy given out by media to give us a fake reality we're told what to think about either sports or 
for those people who've noticed, when they came out with the Weather Channel, um, used to get rain and snow and so on. Now everything's a crisis. You get an inch of rain, it's going to be a crisis and a storm and, and a couple of inches of snow. Oh, it's going to be a crisis and and people are terrified and yada yada yada. Well, this is all intentional that they had to start making an issue off the weather because they decided long ago they were going to use manipulation, scientific manipulation off the weather to cause crisis. And people who are still working for the United Nations put books out in the 1960s. At that time, they thought that it was easier to cause global cooling. And they had the coming ice age and different books put out there. And, oh, it was promoted by all the media. Massive crisis on its way. We're all going to freeze to death. But then the more they experimented with spraying the skies, as we see every day, it's really, really bad up here right now. It's also bad in Chicago. They're getting sprayed crazily. And even uh, to the west of Pennsylvania, they've been getting it heavy for the last couple of days. And they have sinusitis and the usual problems, and the media is, as always, dead quiet on it. But they, they, they realized eventually it was easier to cause warming. And you'll see that mushy stuff uh, that the spray turns into, these mushy types of clouds. That's polymer. Now, polymer uh, it gives the effect of a polythene type film. It also helps the sun use uh, act and behave as it would under a, a magnifying glass. It, it intensifies heat. It causes heat buildup. And that's why you get the warming. And those who've been studying this and taking notes over the last 10, 15 years or so have all come to the same conclusions. When they spray heavily, the temperature goes up. So does the, the amount of infections of the, the, the bronchial tubes and sinuses and so on. And the media, the media won't tell, they won't talk about it. The media is not free. They're con totally controlled. They're part of government. They give you the reality. They tell you what to think about, what to worry about, what to smile at, what not to smile at, what to frown at. And then there's always sports that come out your ears eventually. There's so much sports, sports, sports. That's all you see. Detective stories, law stories, hospital stories, and sports. What a choice. Has anyone noticed that these incredible, trashy TV series like the CSI to do with all the special scientific gizmos that police are using, these special units that go around there, and my God, they can detect things by special lights. And, but the bottom line is always get his DNA. Almost every second line is get his DNA. That's to indoctrinate the public into this new procedure because they want everyone's DNA. Now the governments are admitting they've been taking people's DNA for 30 years and identifying it with, along with your name and storing it, you see. Uh, and they're doing it in major hospitals in California. I think every baby's done now. They want to own you. And it's the old story of Adam naming the animals, you see. You've got power over the animal if you've got its DNA, uh, its name, its signature. That's what it's all about. And, and it's so monotonous, the trash they throw out one after the other,
get his DNA, get his DNA. And this whole thing is to make you think that science is holy. Science is holy. You can't question science. And we've already had scandals where people have been put in prison with the confirmation in, in the courts of, of the DNA matched. And then we found out later, no, they wanted the guy in prison and saw somebody along the way, often the scientist or the laboratory person, lied. But of course television gives you a different version in the drama. It's, it's somehow a holy status. They're, they're, again, the special birth canals that these people come out of is different from everybody else's. They wouldn't lie to the public. And this is the image they want us to have of these controlling authorities. Hogwash, you see. But it does well. It indoctrinates the people. We've had thousands of years of bowing and scraping and kissing the ground to idols, statues, and deities we can't see. And now we have this white-coated priesthood at the top that waggles test tubes and rattles them together and has its own vocabulary because every, every priesthood in every religion in every age has its own vocabulary to mystify the public. Uh, up until not long ago, the Catholic Church, Church still used Latin in the major mass and the people couldn't understand a word of it but it sounded holy. You see, it's a holy language. This is the same language, mind you, that slaughtered thousands of Christians and fed them to lions. It was very holy then, too, because then that same language was, was dedicating them to the other gods, you see. But with some nice music and guys wearing dresses, you can really con the public. And, uh, and they think it's holy. Holy. Yeah. Latin is Holy. Latin was used by the Romans when they slaughtered thousands of people going through Europe. Very holy language then as well. And they used to burn your intestines as an enemy. And the lares, the fire of the families, they'd dedicate your intestines. They'd rip it out your body and, and burn them in front of your face before you'd croaked. And that was dedicating it to the, 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 the fire, the holy fire that was the spirits of their ancestors. Because just like the modern ones who are descended from them all, they believe that they reincarnate into the same family lineages. And that's why they, they're so smart, you see, and powerful. And, well, they certainly are cruel. They, they, they have a, an edge on that. They understand cruelty to keep the public in check. But, yeah, now we have a, a white-coated priesthood that, that uh, thinks nothing of taking animals bashing them on the head with all kinds of gizmos and, and then reading their, their brainwaves to see how it affects them. Well, why don't they try it with the scientists? It might knock some sense into them. And they use people as well as guinea pigs all the time. All the time. For donkeys' years, again, through the start of television, back in the 50s, they were giving you the medical dramas right away to, to holify, make it holy. The doctors and, and, and the nurses in the hospital and the science, you see, of medicine. And, and in no time at all, they started in Britain and in other countries where they had national health care systems whipping out your tonsils and your adenoids 
and it became routine to do so to children who were not old enough to understand anything, generally four or five. And the excuse they give, again, first through drama and then through reality to the public, the excuse they gave was, well, that's, these appendages are from, well, you don't need them anymore. You see, we used to be apes and we used to walk around with, with our heads uh, pointing towards the ground. And uh, when we stand up, that's why your sinuses get infected and then your tonsils get it as well. So we'll, we'll just whip these off and see with your appendix, these, these vestiges of when you were a, an ape, you see. And this was taught as fact, even though the Darwinian theory has never been proven. It's a, a theory is a guess. That's what it means. It's a, a guess, and it only becomes a scientific theory when a bunch of scientists have consensus that that guess might be right. That's all. So your guess is as good as anybody else's. Make, make a few on all these topics. You'd be surprised what you might find out. But all of this is promoted through drama, uh, generally with a, a big uh, hero, the male hero, who goes through all hell and back to, to, to save humanity or do something special for the public, and you're left with all this data on your head, downloaded, that, that that's a good thing. You've just, you, you haven't even really made an opinion on it. It's been done for you. Because when you're being entertained through fiction, the census part of your brain that says, yeah, I agree with this, no, I disagree with that, it doesn't work, it switches itself off. And it's the same with hypnosis. When you're staring at something, an object, it doesn't matter what it is, although something to do with light or flickering lights is very helpful, then that census part of your brain switches off. You know under a form of hypnosis. Your guard is down. You, d you don't think that anything nasty is going to be done to you. And it's done in such a way that appeals to you because, as I say, you identify with the main characters in the movie. And by this identification, they can take you on any path they wish, any path at all. And you go right along with it, never stopping you for a second and say, wait a minute, is this right or is it wrong? Because the movie, the movie can make anything seem correct. And you're being downloaded and indoctrinated as you enjoy yourself. And you will not remember too much about the movie in a couple of years or even one year and a lot of people in a few months or weeks or days. But you will allow certain things to happen to you in society without question. You have been programmed. It was about the mid-60s when the format of news media changed around the world. Prior to that, you never had sports or entertainment mixed in with news, at least in most of the European countries. The only time you saw anything to do with sports was on a Saturday uh, from during the day as well and regular programming in the evening. But it was mandated 
and talks about by H.G. Wells and others that they'd eventually make a craze of sports, a, a diversion from the public where they could let off steam and do it in a socially acceptable form rather than run up to their parliament building and and do the dirty. And this has been done all over the world. And you've seen, too, the build-up of, of Hollywood in the, in the news media. As though we should really care who's marrying who, who's divorced who, or who's having an affair with who, or what. But again, it's lifted up to almost a holy status. Yet these people, these actors, are very unhappy people. They don't even know who they are most of the time. An actor, if they're any good at all, gets into the part. They adopt the identity of the character. And after you've adopted a whole bunch of different characters, uh, you sort of lose track of who you are yourself. They're not happy at all. And they're secluded from the public. They're kept apart from the public. All they can do is mix with each other and they act to each other all the time. They're, they're, ne they're never real towards each other. But they want us to follow the stars because once in a while they'll pull one out and uh, speak on behalf of a political party or some NGO group that wants change or laws, generally it's laws put in something that's going to affect you. And because they're up there, you see, on a stage, and this is a trick to the occult, from the most ancient times. The word altar and altar are spoken in the same way. The spoken word on the bottom level is the key, on the bottom level. When you put someone on an altar, you alter them. They're, they're no longer an everyday person. They're someone special. They've been risen on a platform above all other men and women. They're raised up. On the sonic terminology, once more, they are above all the rest. They are holy, a holy stature. And suddenly they're important. And we've been trained to almost worship these people that are put up there and people do worship them, in fact, with hysteria. Because the same, the same dynamics are at play thousands of years ago as to today. It hasn't changed at all, uh, the, the psychodynamics that work into play. This happened in the fields of Elysus in ancient Greece. It happened with the, the, the worship of Tammuz in the Middle East. It's Adonis, the worship of Adonis, as the Greeks called it when they, had, they ran Egypt eventually. And the women always went hysterical when the priesthood or the deity or the figure of the deity was raised up on the platform above the rest. It hasn't changed. We've seen it with pop stars, rock stars. And, and they're all called stars, as I say, for a, a very good reason, because you're meant to follow them.
interestingly enough, in the book, um, it's called Hollywood Babylon. There are two volumes, well worth the read because it gives you a lot of occultic stuff, not out in the open, it's tongue-in-cheek, but the person who wrote them understood it very well by the selection of words he uses. And he even uses a dedication that came from Alistair Crowley of the OTO, sent out by MI6 to create mystery and confusion in the world with his special order of Freemasonry. He didn't create the OTO, actually, but he, he took it over and became the head. Because all Freemasonry goes back to London, regardless of what country you think it's from. It goes back to London. And Alistair Crowley certainly did his stuff to create the mystery and attract the youth in. And that was a burgeoning culture at that time to do with drugs back in the 1920s. Again, pushed through Hollywood and, and the music scene as always. But in, in, in this movie, Hollywood Babylon, or this book, Hollywood Babylon, he dedicates the page to Alistair Crowley, where Crowley states that every man and woman is a star. Occultic significance, if you understand it. But it's overlaid with a picture at the back of people on a stage because those people pretend that they are you and me. They are the men and women. We are the profane. That's what it really means. And another book to read is Movie to Beachhead or Movie a Lot to Beachhead. It was uh, it's a, It tells you how Hollywood worked hand in glove with the military to make propaganda movies to get the young men to join up. Lots of photographs. There's so many photographs in there. And it even shows you the techniques, the psychological techniques as they uh, portrayed the hero figure to the youth to make them join up. And, of course, lots of female stars to make this, this little schmuck think that, that uh, once he signed up, he might get this particular star, which is Dreamland, indeed. But that's how simple it works for little guys who are young, uh, come from a generally poor backgrounds, have no status in the world, and they put on that uniform, and suddenly they're approved by everybody. You're, you're a somebody, suddenly. Mind you, once you're buried and so on, you, you're quickly forgotten. Or if you're crippled, you're definitely quickly forgotten, especially in the United States. So all those things that you think are normal out there and are there just for the money and just to give you what you ask for, you can be further from the truth. This is culture, creation, containment. It gives you direction. It limits your thinking. It programs you for a fixed, planned society the next step and the next step into the future. And you go along never dreaming, never ever dreaming that the choices you're making are not your choices at all. You're just regurgitating your program 
and carrying it out. Your opinions on the political level, the sociological level, on every level, are given to you through drama. And from those that you've been taught to follow, the stars, to worship. Even though most of the propaganda you get from the TV on, on the Hollywood scandals and so on, it's all nonsense. It's as much fakery as the movies themselves. It's to intrigue you and draw you in to fantasy. Check out some of these movies. I'm sure some of you will learn something from them to see how blatant and legalistic by showing you these things Hollywood can be. Have a good weekend. Tune in to Red Ice from Sweden on Sunday for the live streaming of the show. I'll be on. Good night for now, and may your God go with you. Beatrice Fairfax gives advice to anyone in love. That's why Johnny Gray wrote to her one day when I call to love my girl her folks are always there that's why I'm blue now what shall I do and Beatrice it never despair just take your girlie to the movies if you can't make love at home there's no little brother there who always squeals you can say an awful lot in seven reels. Take your lesson at the movies and have love scenes of your own. Though she's just a simple little ribbon clerk, close your eyes and think you're kissing Billy Bird. Take your girlie to the movies if you can't make love at big Morris chair, young folks of today have a different way, far away from cranky dad and mother's eagle eyes, it's lots of fun, here's how it's done, so come on and give it a try, take your girlie to the moon. If you can't make love at home Find a cozy corner where it's nice and dark Don't catch influenza kissing in the park Take your tip from Douglas Fairbanks And have love scenes of your own Going to your seat you've got a dandy chance You can shine your shoes on someone else's pants Take your girlie to the moon if you can't make love at home